Wow, that is really cool. Thanks, man. That's good. I, I love that. You rock, man. I just know that if that was a if that was me I'd be I would be running up the ladder. I I would be running and running. I would be so scared. Oh, you mean in the in the part where uh Nurse Edna is Yeah, where she's chasing you and you have to run up the ladder or she's gonna catch you. Oh yeah, there are a lot of times like that in uh, oh for those of you who are just uh joining us. Oh yeah. Did you hit record already? Yeah, I had to you said a lot of great stuff before. Uh, but it now it's only now that I realized that I I had to I had to hit record on here. Um, we're here with Gilbert. Your name is you want to go by the name of Gilbert? Yeah, that's my handle on 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 World of Warcraft. He, uh, he's a big goblin and he he yeah, he carries a, a ball and chain with him. Oh, well, like. Uh... So you want me to call you that? You want me to use that as your... Yeah, Gilbert. You could... Actually, you could say that Gilbert... <laughs> that Gilbert the Goblin... That you have Gil, Gilbert the Goblin on your show. <laughs> then people think you have a goblin on your show. Oh, dude, that's awesome. Like, we're doing it like we're in a fantasy land or something? Yeah, yeah, like you're in Middle Earth or something. Like, you're just in this fantasy land. Oh, dude, yeah, that's that's a great idea. That's a great idea. And then, oh, and then you could have a, tr you could have a troll on the show, a, like a big troll, and he, you could say, did you just get into a battle with a witch or something? Because, because you look tired. You want a sandwich? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah, we could ask him if he wants a sandwich. Um, we're to okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're just now uh, entering in here. Where Gil Gilbert the the Goblin? Goblin? Yeah, no Gremlin. Say Gre uh, Gilbert the Gremlin. Oh, like Gremlin from the Gremlins movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you imagine that? A, gre a Gremlin from Gremlins in World of Warcraft, and but you can't, you can't, you can't get them wet because, I mean, this is you. They can't go into any bars or drink any Pilsner because they'll get wet. <laughs> they'll get wet, and then they'll turn into a. They'll get crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they're little fluffy creatures first, and then yeah, and then they get big crazy ears. That's right. So we're talking about Lucasfilm games today, and and uh, we're talking about Maniac Mansion. We're talking about Zack McCracken. We're talking about oh, what was the name of that video game we, we, where I first met you in the uh, in that video in that video game place software etc. Remember in the, in the Stratford Square Mall, I was working. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You were working there. That's right. Okay, that's right. So that's how we met. Uh, my brother Josh and I. Yeah, you guys. We let you guys stay afterwards because we were talking about Maniac Mansion, and you guys were so excited about it. We felt bad closing the store, and plus, you guys had a lot of great tips, and it, you taught us some great stuff on what to do when we are faced with the strange situations. Oh yeah, yeah. 
yeah, that was, you know, and I got to say that I attribute that because to hanging out with my brother, to be able to have these two minds both working on this thing, and then I'd be off at school uh, during the day, and then he'd be off the school, be thinking about it, we're trying to figure out the thing. Oh, yeah, because back then you couldn't look up the answers. There were no strategy guides. Oh, that's true. That's true. What I loved about uh, the Lucasfilm games is that they always came with some interesting code. See, that, that was another piece of my education uh, to Lucasfilm games, is that in addition to teaching me about secret codes to be able to f figure out answers and to piece things together, to be like a Sherlock Holmes, they would have a newspaper that, that came with uh, Maniac Mansion. I remember that newspaper, and there was one in there where the guy with the bare feet, he got, he got hit by a lightning bolt or something, and then from that point forward, uh, anywhere anywhere he walks, it's completely silent. You cannot hear him one bit. That's right. Yeah, he he's he uh, walks very adeptly through uh, situations. He's one of the characters you choose for the for the for the game. And so we would stop at this software, etc. This place upstairs at the uh, Stratford Square Mall, Josh and I, and we would talk talk with these guys, these older guys. And uh, we talked to him about all kinds of all kinds of crazy stuff, and I and I that's why I showed you that video game where there are helicopters and people are shooting at you, and then the people you have to shoot the bad guys because then the people who are running away they have to run up the ladder, <laughs> they have to run up the ladder to to get into the helicopter. That's right, that's right. They have to they have to run quick up the ladder. Because otherwise, those other guys are going to shoot at him, right? I think they're even tanks or something. Yeah, you have to shoot tanks and the men inside inside of the tanks, and then bullets flying, too. You have to shoot the bullets out of the sky. That's amazing. So we were hugely influenced by these Lucasfilm games. Uh, they would come with that newspaper, and then it would give you clues that you could utilize for when you played the game. The supplementary, supplementary material, materialistics... Supplementaries, materialistics. So yeah, those those games really, those really taught me a lot, and I'm so happy that they're coming back, and it's so exciting to be one of those who uh, these these great games are funneling through. Pick something you love, folks. Follow it, follow it. Give birth to it. Keep, keep, keep growing it more, more, more. Right now, I've got this view of palm trees. I got the sound of those birds. You can hear them. You can hear those birds. We got the trees out there. We've got the telephone poles over here. Wow. So peaceful. These clouds are morphing as they're moving. Morphing clouds. Morphing trees, tree bushes. Here come those squirrels. Here come the squirrels. Come on, guys. Come on out.
Little bird, little bird in the sky, what you fly, lawal? What you fly, what you fly, high, high, high. Little bird, little bird in the sky, what you fly, what you fly, high, high, high. I'm going to make amends with the fact that I need to paint out here on the balcony. It's beautiful out here. Nature's a big deal. Grab whatever you can. We got flowers in our pl we got uh, plants. Hmm. Wonder, wonder what would happen if I gave ozonated water to plants. Oh. Well, see, that's oxygen. They survive off of carbon dioxide, so I, or carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide. Oh man, these guys need to be watered, watered. Here I am talking about nature, the importance of nature. I haven't even, I haven't watered these plants in a while. This one looks like it's got some water. All right, so I just put one of those plants outside. I'm wondering, yeah, I gotta put this one out there too. I might as well. My goodness. Oh, thirsty. These are. Mission accomplished. That plan, plan number two outside. We got some sunlight. Now, and now, it's time to put some more water into this other plant. And then we can put that one outside too. Maybe put that right out there. Right out there in the sun. Give it some sun for once in its life. Okay, okay, I will do that. Please, you're killing Mother Nature. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right.
right, so the plants are now outside. Plants are now outside. They have water. That's important. Very important. Very important. And the Christmas tree is still up. Now we take you to an airplane. Well, pardon me, I misspoke. That's a UFO. Thank you for listening. Now, other things. Weekends, nice, stuff like nice. that. And uh, a lot of times they uh, order uh, a, a burger without the bun and uh, the dog eats it. Really? For the dog? Yeah, yeah, for the dog. Man. <laughs> I know, it's like, believe that. Good life over there. Yeah, I know, it's like. <laughs> so, so. so, going back to the Turnbulls, uh, where does the name come from? The name, uh, I kind of picked the name, we both agreed to it. Uh, we went through a lot of names. So yeah, yeah. But, but we wanted something that connected to Whittier. to Whittier, you know. So that's why we picked Turnbulls, you know. Also, I saw a TV show about Turnbull Canyon you uh -huh. know, on uh, Channel 3 on TV. Okay. I got into all those shows. Yeah. <laughs> all the historical? Yeah, all the yeah. 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 I'll watch that for like hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Robert Turnbull is, a, I think it's, yeah, something like Turnbull, yeah. So, so the history, I said, well, this name is Turnbull Canyon. Everybody knows that name. Yeah. So that was, you know, spread the curiosity in the beginning, you know. So, and then it's, uh, it sounded like a good you know, restaurant, bar, yeah. There you go. Yeah, good yeah, tavern. Yeah, nice tavern. You know, we, we wanted to be uh, uh, our neighborhood the tavern that everybody feels comfortable in. Uh... My buddy John Garside from Forgotten Tales, he works in Whittier, and uh, he turned on, he just decided to turn on the What's Up Whittier podcast. And he heard that little piece that you just heard me play on there. Um, he directed me to that little piece. And <clears throat> basically, these guys were inspired to name their tavern Turnbull Tavern. They're inspired because they saw John Garside's Forgotten Tales video series on Channel 3, on the government channel uh, out there in Whittier. And uh, it's interesting because uh, John was telling me he, when he called me, he told me he called me up right after he heard this on the podcast as he was listening. Um, 
because he, he lives in a different town than Whittier right now. So he's got a long drive, and he'll listen to Inspirato Projecto, and this time he he's like, I'm putting on What's Up Whittier just to see what's going on. So anyway, back in the beginning, what's interesting was his wife Mary, um, her favorite restaurant was her favorite Thai food restaurant what used to be in the same building that this Turnbull Tavern took over. It used to be her favorite Thai food restaurant. It disappeared, became something different. And then all of a sudden, now here comes Turnbull Tavern. The funny thing is Mary's brother, Casey, Casey was the face of, of uh, Robert Turnbull in the Turnbull Canyon documentary, Forgotten Tales. Casey plays him in there. Now, the funny thing is, there were no photos of Robert Turnbull anywhere to be found. John Garside couldn't find any. So he, every time he showed the picture, a still photo of Casey's face, because he'd, he'd, he'd make it look, you know, he'd give it grainy and give it grain and make it look, you know, like it was like a real photo. Underneath it, it would say, not the real photo, um, this isn't, you know, an actor portraying Robert Turnbull. We couldn't find a real photo or something. You know, he said it in an eloquent way. And even at the end of the at the, the documentary. Well, <clears throat> since then, there have been these other <clears throat> many, looks like there's school projects or something like that, where people actually just lifted all of his information about a specific area or something. And then they would include, they'd say, Robert Turnbull, and it would be the picture of Casey. So Casey is now becoming the face of, of Robert Turnbull. And the funny thing was, Mary was telling me that she, she and Casey, Casey would always go up into Turnbull Canyon and, you know, get into trouble up there and stuff. Um, I don't know if they used to scare people or whatnot, but um, he's just had this long, you know, it's sort of like this mysterious thing. A uh, lot of lot of urban legends surrounding it, and uh, John Garside gets to the to, to the bottom of these stories. So it's really interesting. So when when he first saw that this place called Turnbull Tavern was opening, he had thought to himself, "Hmm, I wonder, I wonder if they had seen my video series." You know, he just kind of had that that thought in his brain, like, "Hmm, I wonder." And psh, how crazy is this? This was that that eureka moment, that epiphany moment. While he was driving home, he happens to turn on Whittier. Happens happens to turn on the podcast. Bam! Here's what he heard. Uh, uh, you know, here's what here's what he heard. Then gets a hold of me, and then that's when I shared that thing with you. So it, it was that quick, that quick, just astounding. So yeah, sure enough, you heard the guys say it. They they saw those uh, those videos. Were inspired. Gosh, we just never know how we're going to affect the populace. We never, 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 never know. He and I were talking about this, like how Michelangelo, how all these great artists way back in the day, they were never, as we always hear about it, they were never celebrated during their time. They, they, they were penniless, they were poor, they were starving artists, and then they became famous, or later, so later, later on after they were dead, and their paintings are, you know, millions of dollars. Well, in this day and age, we actually have the opportunity of, of, of cl the, the gap between when we create the art and when it's discovered on that level that we're, 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 we're broadcasting to, once the populace sort of tunes into that, you know, tunes into that station, it's funny. It just takes a few of those Paul Revere's to go, ah, ah, I hear that, I hear that, you know, and then they usher it in and they usher it in because they just keep following that sound. So no matter what, what's happening, all their art, everything they're doing, all their conversation is around that. 
it. So you got a few of these who are just going, going, going. That's affecting a populace. Because since it's all connected, it's like they're pulling the net. And anything else is getting caught up in it. So interesting. So interesting how this happens. So this is one of those times where John could actually go into the Turnbull Tavern, talk with these guys, and... I mean, could you imagine if these guys start naming some of the items in the menu and and drinks after the information that John knows, after historical figures? How cool would that be is if they painted um, uh, William Workman? Um, you know, you paint paint these guys on the outside of the establishment. That'd be pretty cool. So many directions you could go in this. So many directions. There could be plaques with, with historical information. Oh my gosh, there could be so much, so much. So, yeah, I, just never underestimate, I, I always overestimate the, <laughs> how about that? Instead of never underestimating, how about always overestimate um, the possibilities into which your words, your actions, your, your, your passions mm, can reverberate out there and, uh, and influence, affect and inspire a populace. My goodness. My goodness. And also just know, people, that you always, you know, we've always got these, um, you know, we always hear about the guides, the guides out there. The guides are those things that swoop in. We just got to tune in. Oh, yeah. Oh, here's this piece of information, this piece of information. They're always, always applauding you. They love what you're saying. They think you're hilarious. And just know that the more you tune into them, the more you're able to hear them. A lot of people can't even hear them when they're give, you know, spouting these accolades. So at some point, you'll tune in. You'll be able to actually hear those guides uh, laughing for you and, and, and providing you with accolades. Always know they're there. Always know they're accessible. All right. Keep the Inspirato flowing. Keep that in mind. Wow, zers! I gotta tell you, oh my goodness! You know what's so funny? I just, I, why, I, <laughs> I have just, just, I had just gotten done talking about the 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 phenomenality of not knowing how the seeds from way back then are gonna germinate, how they're gonna grow, how they're gonna marinate, how they're gonna glow, grow below the surface and come through. I just got done talking about how kick-ass that's been going on for John Garside and in so many ways. And all of a sudden now I just received a phone call from my buddy Louis Magruder. Louis Magruder, I knew way back, I've known since Columbia College. And uh, he had written, it was a short, short, uh, short film called Big Shot, The Big Shot. And he, he's like, yeah, I want to film this. I want to shoot this someday. Will you play this character? His name is Eros, E-R-O-S. I said, yeah, absolutely. And so then, you know, we ended up graduating. I ended up moving to California, 2000. Then I ended up finding out he's out here. And he showed me all around, uh, without me even realizing it, showing me, showed me all around this neighborhood that I ended up moving into. And what's so interesting now that I think about it, wow. This is one of those moments in time where you go, okay, why didn't I just say something or do something? It's much better to face the embarrassment because then it's otherwise it lives as a mem as a, a mystery in your memory, which is this. I'd been seeing a lot of these American Express card 
billboards around. A lot of those. Those and Angeline billboards. Those were plentiful. Angeline billboards, we have disappeared from the landscape. Look that up. Angeline. A-N-G-E-L-Y-N-E. So, I noticed the Angeline billboards, and I noticed these American Express billboards with David Lynch's face on there. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this is fantastic. How cool is that? That David Lynch is, is, is seen like all over the billboards and stuff. So we're driving on this neighborhood and we stopped, decided to stop in this place for yogurt. So Lewis and I and his girlfriend at the time, who looked a lot like my friend Katie Cassis, she, she, she looks a lot like Katie Cassis. And Katie Cassis actually ended up moving out here um, for a short time with some of our other Columbia College friends. Becky Israel, for instance. She was one of my roommates. Anyway, that's a whole there's there's a whole treasure trove of 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 things going on here. All these things all at once with people moving out here from Columbia College. Uh Matt Simmons, Matt Brent, well, he became Matt Simmons once he joined SEG. He's another another Columbia College buddy. Darren Tunder, another buddy. All these great John Wellner. John Wellner. He played Gilligan in a made for TV movie about Gilligan. John Wellner. All these just wonderful, wonderful people. All these wonderful people moved out here. So, Louis Magruder, he was, you know, one of the first ones to show me around town. We went out to Santa Monica, hung out. We went to Magic Mountain. It was really cool. It was like, wow, this is great. And then we, and then we kind of, you know, went off to our own thing. And then we reconvened again. Columbia College had a night where um, they were talking to the new students. They had something called Semester in L.A. where a lot of these Columbia College students from Chicago were coming out to Los Angeles. And they're trying to get their bearings on this place. And I, my friend Cupid, who was in charge of the kind of the, the relations between the, uh, she was like the bridge, the connector, her and Sarah Schroeder, connecting, connecting uh, the, the Chicagoan Columbia Collegians, <laughs> Chicagoan Columbia Collegians with the Los Angeles Columbia Chicagoans, Columbians, <laughs> and to kind of set them up in this, in this industry. So... I wanted to go in for this meeting, you know, and I wanted to kind of be the side that's like, look, things don't have to be scary. Trust me, a lot of it has to do with just following the magic and just seeing how it all evolves, you know, and then just give him a bunch of, bunch of ideas and stuff. Well, Lewis Magruder happened to be there. So we reconnected, and it turns out that he was working on a number of different, uh, some TV show, and he was working on a movie, and, um, or no, it's called The Big Life. I think it's called The Big Life. Either called The Big Shot or The Big Life. And so... He had kind of stopped writing that and was writing other things, and then um, and then we went our ways, and then I ended up having him as a guest in the K. Chung Studios, which that audio is out there someplace. I'm going to start taking all of the archives that I, of are all of the K. Chung shows. And I'm going to start putting those up on the Mixcloud. Should you ever decide to want to hear those, because those those uh, I've been giving you samples as to the roots of Inspirato Projecto, where they stemmed from, what what made it what it is, and um, while you're learning about what it is, you're actually simultaneously living it at the same time. You're 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 um you're actively participating in this in this video game experience for your avatar. You're you're just going, hey, well, let's be playful with this. Let's test this stuff out. Let's see what happens. And uh, when you start messing with the program, program your brain first, and then it goes out there to the big mind. It's very very intriguing to see how this stuff starts uh, starts evolving in all kinds of directions. And this Lewis Magruder thing, 
wow, I just got done talking about how we never know how this stuff is going to reverberate. Uh, and I mean, that was, I don't, I can't even tell you, 1998 maybe? What if I was a jerk to that guy? You know, like how crazy is that? You just never know. So, oh, so anyway, this is the zinger. This is the zinger. Um, this is one of those moments where I, I regretted, uh, where, you know, I regretted, uh, it was basically we stopped into this yogurt shop and in there was a man who looked like David Lynch. He had the same hair. Uh, he was sitting there with a the woman and a little kid. It looked like a little kid. And the man had shorts on and a t-shirt. And he looked short. He was sitting in a chair, but he looked short. And I thought, that man looks just like David Lynch, but... There's no way that could be David Lynch. There's no way. Even on a hot day like this, I, I, I could not imagine David Lynch wearing shorts and a t-shirt. And I kick myself for not saying anything. I remember saying something to Lewis and his girlfriend at the time, going, oh my gosh, I think, I think that's David Lynch. And they were saying stuff like, well, you, maybe you ought to go over there and talk to him. And I'm like, oh my God. So it's always best, at least for me, to say this out loud and hear myself say it, to embarrass myself, quote, embarrass myself, unquote, if I even view it as such. The embarrassment comes from dropping the ball on ourselves. The embarrassment comes from an unexpected outcome and going, well, if it's not, then I'm going to die inside. Well, that, that's, not a, that's, not a, it's, that's not a necessary, that's not a necessary response. <laughs> it's not necessary. Uh, we can say, well, I'm going to go up to that guy and I'm going to say, are you, are you David Lynch? And then just, if it makes it easier, come up with a backup plan. Then you can always say, okay, well, here's my safety net. Well, if it is David Lynch, well, then what are you going to say next? That, that might be interesting. Um, especially if it's hard for us to, you know, to gather our words when we're in front of people who we admire, it might be good to have like this little backup thing. Like, yeah. What's that little thing? So even if it says, no, I'm not, you can always be like, wow, well, he's one of my favorite directors. What are, your, what are your thoughts about David Lynch? You know, you can always just roll out of it, roll out of it. It doesn't have to be like, oh, okay, good, sorry, guy, I didn't mean to bother you. There's no consequence. He's not going to pull out a machete. He's not going to pull out a uh, samurai sword and get you. And Harry Carey, holy cow, the only Harry Carey I know is me, and that's holy cow. Wow, Harry Carey is here. I didn't realize that uh, that he that he was around. Holy cow! I love your podcast. Holy cow! Thank you, Harry Carey. Thank you. So, just 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 realize you never know how your actions, your words, things are going to marinate through the years. How any of that's going to happen? All this stuff is happening all at once. Check out Diablo's Den. There's an interesting documentary put up by Lawrence and Elliot, these two kids. There's a Diablo's Den documentary. Look it up. Diablo's Den. Um, also, a number of other interesting artifacts out there in the world. The uh, Dr. Frank's Ghoul Butter Zombie Bars commercials are also out there. Dr. Frank's Ghoul Butter Zombie 
bars. Check those out. Some people are thinking it may, might be made by the meat clown, meat clown industries. Uh, but I have, I mean, I don't know. Those guys, you never know which directions they're going in. I always thought there was mostly meat-related uh, stuff, but they, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if they started getting into uh, chocolate-type chocolate stuff. So, having said that, uh, whew, having said that, uh, my mind is exploded. Oded. 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 And a folded. And a sh 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 it. And a folded. And a noted. And a j j b b b noted. And a z-b-z-b-z-oded. By the way, I want to thank Michael T. Justice for that wonderful, wonderful uh, comment, and also Roxanne. Um, their podcasts are fantastic, and you never know who may stop by and and endorse your podcast. Um, you might get Stan Lee might be throwing you accolades, uh, Carl Sagan, Jack Nicholson, John Travolta. Tony Danza, the boss, uh, Bruce Springsteen, both bosses, right? Who's the boss and the boss? Also, sometimes, uh, just all kinds of, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of folks. So, you will, you will get a theme song, if I never sang you a theme song. You will, in fact, get a theme song. If you are hearing this now and you choose to applaud this episode, or if you happen to hear any of these other celebrity endorsements floating around out there in people's uh, messages, please feel free to applause, and then I can find you. That's how I can find you. Or you don't have to participate. Or if you do want to participate even more, you can send 
your audio message to inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. Also, if you're on Anchor, you can leave a message here. Send me your most fake laughter. Okay, that's what I would love to hear is your most fake laughter because I would like to include it in future episodes because um, all, all this, of course, is real. This is all real laughter right here. Um, I just want to integrate uh, your fake laughter into into the real laughter. So I think it would add an extra extra spice, extra extra seasoning. Thank you for listening. Take care.